Williams in motion. Low snap. Melrose stops. Michigan makes a stand and comes up with a milestone playoff victory. Trailing all night long. One last chance to advance to the national championship game. Ewers loves it up and it is incomplete. Intended for Mitchell. Elijah Jackson had the coverage. Washington hangs on and wins. Welcome to All Four Downs Podcast. I am Joe McGuire. I'll be joined by Obi Muniz and Hector Vasquez in just a minute. Amazing playoff games. Uh, the bowl games, not so much. We're going to break all that down. We're going to get into all that, and we'll preview this national championship game. Uh, and then we're going we're gonna to give you the full Monty here. We're going to get right into the NFL in second down. Uh, it, it, we're going to, I mean, there's so much going on. The, the number one thing I think everyone has to understand now at this point is the committee got it right. The committee 100% got it right. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about the transfer portal and what a disaster that's been with all of the other bowls. We're going to talk NFL, all the different scenarios, who's in, who's out, how they get in, how they get out. We'll also go through all the junk games this week. There's quite a few of them, although a lot of these games are division games and there's a lot of win and you're in scenarios. And then in fourth down, I'll tell you why FSU should stop bitching already because nobody cares. I Uh, care. No, there's no reason to care. Why should anybody care when they don't care? Why? Oh, man, because money. Listen, they got embarrassed. They yes. did us all a favor by not just losing, but getting obliterated. They didn't belong. Everybody knew they didn't belong, and they proved it. And I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. that team with Jordan Travis, with Travis Henry, with Michael Jordan, would not have won that game. I, I hate to break it to people. It would not have mattered. Excuse Georgia... Me is the one team I think that is a legitimate gripe. Like, I can't even believe we're sitting here watching this. This is unbelievable. If those other two games were not so amazing, Ovi, I think Georgia would have every right to piss and moan about getting left home. Not FSU, not Ohio State, nobody else. One team, one team to me still stands above all the rest. And again, I... I, it's funny, nobody was an FSU fan going into this season. I don't know any Seminole fans. I don't know one single person who's like, FSU's my team. Nobody. No, they've been they've been out of the Why? network unless, unless you go to that school and stuff like that. But uh, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, in one part, and, and, and I don't know who, who, who creates these bowl matches. You know, I understand that the rankings is from the committee. 
But when you have Georgia versus Florida State, that that was a bad bad pairing. No, you know, it, I think Oregon, paper, Oregon, and Georgia would have been a better game on paper. Mm-hmm. If Florida State was as good as they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. sixty-three to three doesn't happen. Right. Oh, but forty-seven right. playing Georgia didn't have everybody playing either. So cry me a right. river. Our, our star tight end Bowers did not play. Our star wide receiver didn't play. But there were others that, again, the way the program works in Georgia, everybody gets a shot. Everyone plays at different scenarios. You see what I'm saying? And with Florida State, it's like they're one-dimensional. Okay, and they were falling even in the middle of the season. Now we could go back to where they, they beat Notre Dame. They beat, I'm sorry, not Notre Dame, they beat uh LSU, right? Everything's all big noise. Oh my god, they're gonna do it again. And then they play Boston College and almost choked. There is an indicator right there. The worst team in the ACC, and you barely beat them. Come on now, you're going against Georgia, yet alone you trying to claim. That you were the top four team. Now yeah, I understand their beef. Believe me. Because Joe, if you and I were in that team, we'd be butthurt too when we were ranked five. Then you decided to put us at number four before a conference championship, and we win, even though it was ugly, then we get bumped. Now that's that's an argument towards the committee. But we all know that they didn't even deserve to be in the top five, let her know the top, the way they performed. They shouldn't even be in the top 10. But uh, so to, is to the me, rest of the, the final poll. Georgia should be number two or number three in the country. And any any other ranking is horseshit, right. to, to be Absolutely. honest with you. I'm just mind-boggling that Georgia wasn't there in the top four because they were number one for so long. I've never seen a number one drop to number six the way they did. And the last team that I saw that was Mississippi State when they lost. But that was like the the second week of the college uh, committee vote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, yeah. but this to the end. And Georgia played like a championship team. Yes. Mind-boggling. It really is. I like to bring also uh, Heck V here. Uh, I know he suffered a lot of losses in this Bowmania challenge, you know, but it's okay. But Hector, what did you learn so far in this Bowmania challenge with these top teams? Do you think that the committee got it right? I don't like the way the committee does things, but it seems like they did get something right. I think besides the fact that they left Georgia out, I think it would have been more competitive if they put Georgia in there because now we're talking, you know, a more competitive game. Could they have beaten a Washington or even a Michigan in the semifinal game? You know, so, I mean, we did get two good semifinal games. Don't get me wrong. It came down to the last play on each one. One went to overtime, but I think we would have gotten more, more pop if we would have had Georgia in there because obviously yeah. it looked like Florida state. They said, we're not going to play. We don't care about this. You could run up the score for all we care. This is nothing. This doesn't mean that that's what Georgia did. I think there's, and there's a question later on about that, about not caring that I'm going to, we're going to go ahead through real quick. Uh, but I also want to make an announcement here that uh, hey, you could catch us on CMG sports central.com as our new website, sports website, please. Follow along with us. All the podcasts and blogs are in this website here. CMGSportsCentral.com is the centralized sports and entertainment. And, of course, our CEO, Joe Aguirre, who is joining us here on all four downs. is Actually, he is the host of the college football section. And Hector is also the, the NFL. 
Uh, congratulations to, to Jace, who won his first 2023 Bowl Mania champion. We were neck to neck all the way to the very end. Two came advantage. I can't get them in the in the championship, but props to you, my friend. A new champion. We're still looking for a two-time champion. I thought I had it, but fool me for changing those picks at the last minute. But it is what it is. So congrats to him. Uh, moving on to first down. And once again, Washington versus Michigan for the championship. Joe, who you got? Who you think is going to win this matchup? Well, uh, I was wrong about Michigan. I feel like I can say that now. I think Michigan um, defense is better than I thought it was for sure. Uh, I, I, I mean, they they probably really are the best defense in the country. I thought maybe it was slightly overhyped playing in the garbage Big Ten, but it's it's pretty legit. They did a really good job, and uh, uh, you know this this fella right here played his brains out, had an outstanding game where where Jalen Milrow did not. Uh, Blake Corum when when needed uh stepped up big and the midget did it right <laughs> i mean this guy's what five foot eight nine or something and he's yeah and he's so tough i mean this guy put on some weight and like you try to tackle him. it takes a lot to tackle tackle him down yeah i mean well, i listen i think michael Penix jr is such a great story he's 38 years old uh was was a, a college teammate of peyton manning at tennessee back in the day and so it's nice to see i'm joking obviously really? This guy's been around a really long time, and everywhere he's yes, gone, he he's he's played well and he's gotten better. Yeah, and he started with Indiana. Yeah, listen, yeah. Th th this team is fantastic, and I and I think that's America's darling right now. Uh, I heard people saying this morning that they hate having to tell their children that cheaters do prosper because obviously of the Michigan scandal, but. You already had to tell your kids that when Tom Brady was playing. So what's the difference? I oh, say there you go. Because he's from Michigan, right? I'm just saying it. Yeah. Uh, it's a long history of cheating. Cheating. Trying to take timeouts when they don't have any. Come you on. You know what I'm going to hate about this is that once this game is over and the final investigation happens, for one thing, once Michigan wins, Joe Harbaugh is going to the NFL. But the second thing is, is that I hope that five years down the road, they say, oh, by the way, we're stripping you your championship. It doesn't count. That's what I don't want. <laughs> and if there's something like that, you should have just seized the moment. Michigan, you are not playing in the college football playoffs. Here's a bowl game. You could play there. That should have been that should have happened. Not suspend the coach for three games because of that scandal. All right. Because if you cheated, you cheated the whole entire game. It's the whole team. And I know it wasn't the player's fault or whatever it is, but it, it happened. All right? But, of course, it's not going to happen because we look at the uh, MLB Houston Astros. They didn't take their trophy away. So why not, right? Just let it be. Just don't do it again. Here's a, here's the coach. Here's the suspension. There you go. I hate it. I really do. I hate it. I hate it that people don't have integrity of the game. And I still feel like there could be a difference on that. I really do. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, this is what we wanted. This is what we needed. And, and thankfully, FSU getting blown out and humiliated 
makes this a battle of the last two undefeated conference champions in the country. The the team that wins this game will be the only undefeated uh, top five team. And and I, you know, you want an undisputed champion. I think that's as uh, as clean as it gets. So great point. There is only one undefeated team. Liberty fell. That is a lot of teams that fell hard. They really do. But uh, with that, if you don't make it to the NFL, no worries. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the UFL is here. So you could do your math. XFL plus USFL gives you UFL. How about that? See, you love my math? I know you did, Joe. I that know was did. nicely done. Yeah. Um, I can't believe they're passing on the XFL for this. That looks stupid, UFL. Oh, what uh, else you wanted to call it? I don't know. I would have just called it the XFL is what I would have called it. UX, that's a brand UX. people respect. Nobody cares about the <laughs> USFL. Nobody cared about what when they had the Hartford Colonials. What was that ridiculous league that they oh, had? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they Half a season, they were gone. Dude, Absolutely. the only brand that uh, an alternative football that I think people are buying is XFL. And the fact that The Rock spent all that money to get the XFL only to make the XFL a conference in this ridiculous UFL, uh, I don't. I, I this is not off to a great start. Well, uh, uh, look, the only really city that really cares about it is in St. Louis, the St. Louis Battlehawks. That's the number one fan base and the most ticket sells at every any given uh, what would you say uh, generation? Because you had the XFL, XFL 2.0, XFL 3.0, and now we got the the merge here. But I kind of like this, and I like the coaches that are involved, too. You have Anthony Bett. You got Wade Phillips, uh, Bob Stoops, uh, Mike Nolan. I mean, these guys are known head coaches. I I, I like this. I, I really do. But what I don't like is there is nothing in the New England area or the New York area. And, and I wish that they could have at least reached out. If you're going to do a merge, Add some teams there in the Northeast so people could attend to these games because there are a lot of diehard football fans, not just baseball in, in the spring, you know, with the Red Sox, Yankees, Mets. Come on, man. I mean, those tickets are overpriced for people to go. We want to go somewhere. So hopefully that uh they will build and give us a team because I sure do miss New York uh, Liberty. Really I'm do. sure I'm sure Hector's noticed that there's three, count them, three teams in the state of Texas in the UFL. They might as he well don't, call it. He don't Texas live nearby, though. I mean, Texas is so big. He He's oh. going to have to travel so far to get there. I, I understand that. Yeah. I'm saying that's a lot of teams from one state. This mm -hmm. is supposed to be Houston, the, San Antonio. What's the other one? Arlington. Oh, yeah. Ar Arlington. Arlington. How about that? Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. I, know. I don't agree with this. You know, if you're going to make. If, look, I get, you know, if you want to give a team, uh, a, a state, you know, a city like Birmingham, I get it. Okay. I understand that, you know, cause we don't have an NFL team like that. Okay. But yeah, you're right. It's an overload of Texas. And where are the, where are the major cities at? Where, you know, is the Californias, the New York, the Florida, you know, it's, it's just, it's just an overload. And I don't think this is right. You know, whoever surveyed this to think it's going to excel, you know, like a pro team. Well, they, yeah. they don't need a USFL, UFL team. That's so stupid. The Houston, would you say Houston? Yeah. yeah. 
The Houston Roughnecks, oh, I like Although, that team. I might take the Roughnecks yeah. over the Texans head-to-head. That said, listen, St. Louis got a long <laughs> – St. Louis is a great fan base. Yeah. Nobody ever wants yeah. to stay in St. Louis, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with St. Louis having a franchise, but uh, I, I do have beef with a lot of the other ones. And, again, to leave out the, the two biggest markets in the country in New York and Los Angeles is not a recipe for great success. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I'm liking the Michigan Panthers. The name itself, I mean, they they took out Wolverines to put Panthers. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I like it. I like that they named it after I'm the third that, best but I'm not, Big Ten team. But I'm not good with the showboats. I'm not. Oh I'm yeah, not what, what is that? Man. What is showboats? That sounds like a strip club or something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, on water. Yeah, moving on. Hey, almost uh, like that WWE superstar. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback DJ Ugalele left Oregon State to the transfer portal. He finally landed at Florida State. I think that's going to survive the Seminoles for another season. Um, but the question is, the biggest question is, should the NCAA limit players on the transfer portal? And this is big, very big. Um, I don't like it. I don't like how players are jumping from team to team three, four times, and yet alone having players being being at least six years. I think COVID time is over. I think they need to bring it back with this eligibility crap and, and, and just like, look, if it didn't work out for one school, go ahead. We'll give you permission to go to the second school. But is it right for every year for someone to jump to different school just to get playing time? No, of course it's not. You know, look, here's the thing. This is There's an easy solution to this. You don't open the portal up till these games are over. Problem solved. Easy peasy. That That's it. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because Miami's former quarterback, Van Dyke, ended up transferring, and he was already wearing the uniform. He was suited up for a bowl game for a different team. Yeah, that's Come not on right. now. Wisconsin. He went to Wisconsin, and he was number 10 on the sideline. Oh, like, dude. How does this happen? You wasn't with the team all season. Was there a trade that I didn't know about? You see what I'm saying? Like that yeah, kind listen, of stuff can, should not happen. Can you imagine if Major League Baseball had their free agency period during, during the playoffs? Oh, man. <laughs> you, you could sign free agents during the World Series. For, and then for put them on the roster. And, yeah, they just play right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, people would love that. Oh, players opt out during the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's idiotic. Who who even <laughs> thought of this? It, it's like it's it's staring you in the face. They're like, how can we fix this transfer portal that starts in December while all the bowl games are going on? Oh no! Huh. And the funny part is, is they got it two phases. They, that's the first phase. The second phase is after the bowl games are over. There how should be that? one phase. There needs yeah. to be one phase. Give me a break with this. And speaking these, about these opting out, so stupid. Should the NCAA mandate players to play in the bowl <laughs> games? No. I give you my answer. I think yes, because if you are accepting money from the Neil, okay, then you should be playing that bowl. Fulfill your requirement and play the bowl game because. We don't care about the regular season. People want to watch the bowl games. They don't want to watch scrubs to try out for next season. I got, we I got want one to see word the action. For you. Ready? Go ahead. Liability. 
What's the if liability the, for? If you went NCAA, to school. The NCAA mm-hmm. were to mandate that Marvin Harrison Jr. had to play. Yes. And he gets a career-ending injury in that bowl game. He's filing a lawsuit against everybody. If it's mandated he had to play, no choice. But you're can't. getting money. Listen, I understand that. Dollars already. I, again, if you move the portal and you don't mm-hmm. open it till after the bowl games are done, mm-hmm. you could eliminate a lot of this. Now, look, there's always going to be guys that don't want to play, but I don't think you can force people. I, I I understand what you're saying, and in a perfect world, yeah, OV, obviously, and and look. This is about Florida State again. That's what this is. No, no, this no. Is about Wait. 30 guys from Florida State being like, nah, I don't want to play. But what? look at this word. What, then we need to change the word. We need to change this. Committed. Where's the commitment? Where's the loyalty? Where is that pride of you playing the game the right way? Okay. I Where watched is an that? interview last week with uh, the starting linebacker at Colorado from last season mm-hmm. who explained that Deion Sanders showed up and was basically like, you're not good enough. Go find another school to play at. So the loyalty that coaches have to players, I mean, right. Lincoln Riley sitting there. Hey, Hector, come play with me at, at Oklahoma state <laughs> gets in his car, starts driving down the road and the news breaks that he's moving to USC and there's a kid sitting there at his kitchen table. Like, did he just lie to my face for two hours? Yes. Listen, here's the thing about commitment and about loyalty. Mm -hmm. We always refer to it, the players to the teams and the, 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 look, they're, they're already committed to it. That's their employer. Whether you're talking pro sports or college sports, that's your employer. Mm-hmm. They never have the loyalty towards the players and no one ever expects them to. It's always player to team. And if you walk away, you're a scumbag trader. You're not loyal. You're following the money. When the team cuts somebody for no good reason or for not a good enough reason, you never hear people like, well, that team's not particularly loyal to players. No, because it's a business. Then it's a business. I don't buy. No, I it, it I understand it that part. It doesn't go both ways. Look, if, if but no, if, no, no, no. But I'm saying you already played twelve to games. Play in a bowl game, then mm-hmm. don't accept the bid. Florida but, State could have been like, you know what? No, we don't want to accept the bid. Give it to somebody else. We're a bunch of pissant crybaby whiners. Mm-hmm. We're too busy with lawsuits. We're we're too busy uh, feeling sorry for ourselves to play the bowl game. Great. You could have given that spot to anybody else. Didn't have to be Florida state getting humiliated, but that's what we got. And I rather enjoyed it. What I meant to say, and maybe you can probably going to give me the same answer again, is that you already played 12 games and yet you didn't make the college football playoffs. Right. And this goes with coaches too. Right. I think there should be a rule. That coaches can't leave until the whole entire season is over. That's BS that you play. You coach your team 12, 12 games. You opt out and, and accept another job. You take off and you give that job to an interim head coach. And there you have it. That It should never happen. Players should play. Coaches should stay until the season is over. And again, there's a lot of money involved. And you talk about liability. I got it. 
I totally understand. And that's why they're changing these rules to 12 game, 12, excuse me, 12 teams to go to the college football playoffs next season because situations like that. Now there's another conversation I, I saw on TV. Should the NCAA cancel bowl games and only focus on the college football playoffs? Should that happen? That's actually a great idea. And I think that's a really good way to eliminate the garbage because you could take these bowls and you can basically do all your playoff games as bowl games. Mm -hmm. And so maybe some teams will play in three or four bowl games next year. I would rather see that than to see Florida State show up (coughs) and give that ridiculously pathetic effort that they put forth. You would much ra- I would much rather see Alabama three times in three different bowls than to ever have to watch Florida State play football ever again. Fair enough. I I, I see your frustrations you have for Florida State. Because so, anything you're gonna say is Florida State, but Hector, you got something to add on to this. Well, no, I, I just want to ask the question because I mean, look, I, I love listening to you guys. This is your expertise, and I'm just you know really glad to be you know part of this conversation, you know, and everything. But you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and disagree because I agree on both sides of what I'm hearing both of what you're saying. Um, because I I'm like torn between should they get rid of all these bowl games or not. What what if they do get rid of all these other bowl games and just focus on the playoffs? What about these lesser schools who are fighting to play for something and want to earn something because six wins get them a bowl game and then they win a trophy to put in their collection at their college. You know, I mean, I always look at that. This it still matters for some teams, right? I look at this a bowl game, and if they do it right, they're supposed to pair two teams that will give you the best action on the football field, right? And I say to myself, these guys are playing their hearts out because there are scouts looking. This is where it matters most, and not the combine. You know, I don't even watch the combine because I don't care how fast you run. What I care about is that if you go to the NFL, are you smart enough to execute plays? Because we could take a dude like C.J. Stroud and we take Young from Carolina. Look look what happened there. You got the number one draft pick that doesn't even know how to play football, but then you got C.J. Stroud who was picked on number two, and guess what he's doing? He's making things happen over there in Houston. You see? or Or Brock Purdy who was picked dead last, and look what he's doing. Look what he did last year. Look what he's doing now. So bowl games are very important when it comes to situations like that. And with that, next season, one last question before we move on to the NFL, you can see uh, two former head coach, well, two former champions of these head coaches, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban there. But uh, they're celebrating, and we're going to get to see them again in the playoffs next season. And the question is, do you think what argument could happen next year when we they finalize the 12 teams in the playoffs? What kind of argument will, will happen or what we hear and what we're going to talk about next season? Because we can't talk about who didn't make it. What else are we going to talk about? What other excuses can they come up with? I think it could be seating. No. I think about how many stacked SEC teams are going to be in the playoffs. That's exactly what's going to happen. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, if you want the best teams, you know, this is the thing that boggles my mind about all this. This insistence that it's not the four most deserving teams, which immediately I knew that meant Florida State was out. Mm-hmm. The four best teams. And what a joke of a conversation to suggest that George is not one of the four best teams in the country. A joke. Right. But if you the look only, at this only, right the here. The only advantage you get to going to 12 teams is that, and, and listen, you're yeah. always going to have to let some of the some of the fringe teams in on this playoff. And that's mm-hmm. cool. That's what this is all about. This can be, look, there's a reason the NCAA tournament has been growing and growing and growing. It's made college basketball better and more competitive. There's more parity in that sport than there's ever been before. I talked about this a few weeks ago. A one beating a 16, that used to be unheard of. It's happened. Two's 15th, it happens. Three's, no, I think it happened. All exactly. the time you see that. Yeah. Four's and Every year you're seeing those happen. You know what we're looking for now is the outsider end. You know those bonus games that you get into the playoffs? We need yeah. those teams to actually win and create a new Cinderella team. That's what we're looking for. But I got what you're saying. I really do. Um, so, but let's, so now with this new playoffs, with so now with this new playoffs uh, scenario, how long is it going to take before the, the first double digit team gets to the national championship? <laughs> this is going to be awesome. And the thing is, they're going to get to play 17 total games. Real quick, throw your graphic back up because that's hilarious for a minute. Imagine. Imagine you're getting paired off in this, Hector. And let's say, mm-hmm. let's say you're Missouri. You're like, hey, 10th. All right, we can make a run here. And the number seven team in the country is Georgia. <laughs> yeah, but that watch is this. Hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Now, oh, remember, out of respect, Lord. the top four, top, top four conferences champions will automatically be in there. And the That's fifth great. conference champion is going to be number five, of course. And yeah. then it starts to sitting because you have Florida State ahead of Georgia, so now they're over there on the other side. But Explain you're absolutely you right. Liberty in front of Georgia in your seating here. I'm just oh curious. because Liberty is a conference champion. Oh right, 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 right. Right. Oh okay. No, no, that's right. Good. So right. like, I'm sorry, I, I said it wrong. The first six are conference champions, but yep. they're ranked by conference. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then everything says right. so. Like Florida State is the ACC champion, so they're at number five. But then you have Georgia's the number one, like the wild card team, right? Yeah. And you're right. Now they're going against a Mizzou, which is that game would be pretty awesome. That's that was it went down the wire in the regular season. That will be a rematch. Look at all your first round matchings. I I mm-hmm. would say uh the the lower the higher seed wins every one of those games. Or uh, uh Oregon beats Ohio State. No, yep. I, Ole Miss beats Florida State. Oh, that's the oh my god! You thought Georgia Georgia was bad. Oh, Miss! Oh my god, that would tear them to pieces as well. Yeah. Um, who else? You you think Penn State would beat Liberty? Probably. I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, seventeen thirteen because Penn. Well, Liberty got manhandled by Oregon, so we know that. Yeah. Uh, but I will still think that Georgia will beat Mizzou again, and I would love to have seen Georgia versus Washington. That would have been my favorite to watch. Um. Penn State against Texas, that that's a good rivalry game because they've played each other many times. Uh, Oregon, I think would uh, probably upset Michigan because Bo Nix, I mean that dude's incredible. Um, 
Then you got Ole Miss versus Alabama. And I would tell you right now, Alabama will win because I don't trust Lane Kiffin. So we could go and vi- revisit that again. So refresh my memory. Now you're saying you're saying the top six conference. Who are so the, the top six conference? Now the, the top Pac-12 six conference. No, more. no, they still gonna vote. The conferences, they're gonna vote, right? Um, right now they had the Big Ten as the number one conference because Michigan's number one. Number two is where yeah, oh Washington, the Pac 12, which again, Pac 12 is gone now, right? But number three That's what is I'm moving from forward the to next year. Oh, well, there's still gonna be a plenty of conferences. You know what I mean? There's still gonna be plenty of conferences. Well, well now that the Pac 12 is gone. Right, who, who who replaces them as a power six? Because I know you got the ACC. Well, it's not a power six. There's no they don't they're not calling it the power six. Well, they're just going to say conference. Well, they used to call it the power five. Right, but yeah. they're not well, they they're not the name calling that. They always anymore. left out the Big Twelve. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never agree see, with that see. anyway because they always left the Big Twelve out of it. Yeah, but you still got the American Conference, the ACC, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, Conference USA. You got the MAC. You have the uh, Mountain West, uh, SEC, and you have the Sun Belt Conference. So, like, there's still plenty of conferences out there. Sun Belt. I think that's a a conference moving up. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to make their way up in a couple of years. You like the Sun Belt Conference, Joe. You got that face over there. I I do. You got James Madison, Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina. Was my was I making a face? I just whenever Hector makes a point, I just I don't know. I just my face does weird things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's weird? We're moving on. (laughs) Well, I have a graduate that went that way. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right, man. We're moving on to the NFL, and what bigger what bigger noise can we make on this? Because we're focusing on the uh, playoff scenarios. (laughs) The Baltimore Ravens clinched the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, Miami needs to win and beat the Bills, which is Sunday night football, to win the division. The Chiefs already clinched the division, but they're stuck at number three. The Jaguars need to win over the Titans to clinch the division. The Browns already in the wild card. The Bills need to beat the Dolphins to secure the number one two seed and win the AFC East. The Colts need to win over the Texans. The Texans need to win over the Colts, right? Both ways. And the Steelers need a win over the Ravens and have the Bills lose to the Dolphins. Wow, that's a tall order. Oh, and it, is, it gets better. And I'm only focused on the victories. I, I'm staying away for if, if this would happen, then this needs to happen because then – that's another story, right? If you lose, you're going to need these guys to lose with you, all right? Um, in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers already clinched the number one seed in the NFC. The Dallas Cowboys already in the playoffs. However, if they win, they win the division. Or if the Eagles lose to the Giants, they still could clinch the division. The Lions already won. They won. They're, they're, they're the uh, division champs in the NFC North. But the Lions win and Cowboys lose. They clinch the number two seed. The Buccaneers win over the Panthers, clinches their division. The Eagles win over the Giants and the Cowboys loss to the uh, Commanders. The Eagles win the NFC East. The Rams already clinched the wild card berth. Excuse me, wild card. 
The Packers win over Bears clinches the wild card berth. And that says cliche. My bad, your fault. Um, the Seahawks win over the Cardinals, and the Packers lose to the Bears, clinches a wild card berth. So Seahawks need a lot of help there. The Saints win over the Falcons, and the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, clinches a division. Or a win over the Falcons with Packers and Seahawks loss therein. The Vikings win over the Lions, and the Packers lost to the Bears, and the Seahawks lose to the Cardinals, and the Saints lose to the Falcons. That's the only way the Vikings could make it to the playoffs. Now, talking about you still win and need a lot of help, that's that Minnesota Vikings right there. All right? So, <laughs> the number I, I say this is the main event, but this is the biggest game ever uh, right now for Week 18, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. So, I'll start with you, Hector. Who you got in this game? Who is going to be the AFC East champion? Look, real quick. After everything you just laid down right there, I think we all three have a better shot of scoring a perfect score on the SAT test than remembering <laughs> everything you just said there. I know. <laughs> I know. You're absolutely right. But it's, but it's lovely. <laughs> it's great. It's great stuff, right? This is what we live for, right? As fans, yes. this is yes. what we live for. Look, mm -hmm. I love I loved the fact that they left this game for last. They saved the best for last, and I love it. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a dogfight between these two teams. We're going to see – we're not going to see a blowout. We're going to see a great matchup. I mean, we're going to already have our cup already somewhat filled from the rest of the day and the rest mm. of the week from the weekend. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. this right here leaves you a nice fat piece of cake with the icing all over it. Mm. I am going with the Buffalo Bills to win this game and to knock Miami all the way down to the number six seed because that's what's going to happen here. Miami will drop to number six. Buffalo will get the number two seed, okay? Look, the history between these two as of late has been leaning to Buffalo. They have just been wiping the floor of Miami, whether it's in Buffalo or in Miami. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback. Josh Allen has been taking care of business against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, not to mention earlier this year, he did the same thing anyway. So, yeah, I got Buffalo winning this game and taking the NFC, AFC East, excuse me. The Miami Dolphins have not been at 100%, and I got a feeling that they're going to be at 100% this time around. And I know, and big shout-out to Roberto Chavez, he says the Bills with the wins. And you're right, they're on the road. All right, I'm not no question about it. They've won four in a row, but look who they beat: the depleted Kansas City Chiefs, the not so good Dallas Cowboys, the Chargers were a slump, and really the New England Patriots. And you only beat them by a touchdown. Granted, that's a rivalry game. I got it. All right, but Miami, they're coming off a loss against the Baltimore Ravens, 56 to 19. It's almost like how they whooped on the Broncos at the beginning and then the following week they lose, right? So I think, and they didn't have Waddle. I think Waddle is coming back. If Miami's at 100% on that offense, and I know there's been some, eh, some questionable things over there, but this is a home game. This is a playoff game. And I know the history. And believe me, 
but I am taking the Miami Dolphins on an upset, and they're going to win this division. The Buffalo Bills. But is it an upset if they beat Buffalo? Yes, because listen, all season long, the Dolphins can't play against (laughs) against the competition, right? They bully those that are below 500, but when they play against a playoff contender, they lose. Miami needs to make a statement right now and change the narrative to win at home when it means when it means it, right? I mean, Miami and Dallas are the same, right? And I know I'm going to far fetch. And and Joe, I know you're coming on, which is it's an NFL, but if Miami wins, it gets me closer to get to Hector. All right. Cause he's beating me by what four games? <laughs> five? five? Golly. So I'm All down right. by five. I need Miami to win. Listen, the Buffalo Bills suck. The fact that they're 10 and six is one of the great mysteries uh, mm-hmm. in, in history. No, that's not true. The reason they're 10 and six is because of number 17. It's also the reason they're going to win this game. Miami just can't beat anybody good. And I think the Bills, with it all on the line here, I I think they I think they pull it out. I do think it's going to be a good close game. It may go right down to the wire, but uh, Miami hasn't ever. When's the last time Miami got it done? Nineteen seventy-two. It's been a long time since they delivered at a big game, uh, and I don't I don't see this one being any different. This is exactly the kind of game the Miami Dolphins blow. So. They'll probably be up. They'll have a comfortable lead. They'll be up a couple of touchdowns. And uh, uh, Josh Allen here brings them back, and they win the game on a field goal. And they I still feel like home. the Bills are still one-dimensional because everything's on Allen. You know it what is. I mean? Like, and, That's how good he is. But he might be that good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, You know, I'm going – I'm far-stretching for Miami, right? But uh, it's just something about the Bills. They still don't have enough to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I know this is a regular season. I know, and I totally understand. But looking at these Bills all season long, they they went through a lot of obstacles, and I got a feeling that the way the scenario, the way it feels to me, is how you started. You might finish that way, and that's why I say, you know what, Miami might just win this particular game and shove it to the Bills. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But let's move on here, uh, because this division. I think it's probably the hardest division on the whole entire AFC, the NFC, uh, the AFC North. You saw the Cincinnati struggle at the beginning. Then they 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 started on the winning streak, but then Joe Burrow gets hurt. Yet the Bengals still maintain, right? Even though the Bengals are out, the Steelers they're fighting. And once again, Mike Tomlin has his whole career has always been having a winning season. The Browns surprising everybody with Joe Flacco. And then the Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed. And yet now everything's crashing together. So the Bengals versus the Browns. I got the Browns winning this game. Hector? Yeah, I agree. I got the Browns winning this game. They want to, I think they're going to take this momentum straight into the playoffs and they're going to start making some noise. They already know right. they're stuck at number five no matter what happens. Exactly. Now, that's, that's another thing is that Bengals are still good. You know what I mean? But my, my biggest worry is, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick this game for the bet. I can't do that. Why? It's like what you said. They might have that first half and they pull out their players because they're gonna play that following week in the wild card game. The Bengals, they got nothing to prove but their paycheck. So I can see that happening. So the safe bet is don't bet on this game because you never know what's gonna happen in the second half. Joe. 
Yeah, uh, I'm still upset that the Bengals didn't list Joe Burrow on the injury report when he got knocked out for the season. He was already injured. I, I'm still not sure why that that franchise hasn't received like a million dollar fine uh, or any any sort of penalty for that because that's huge. Um, I, I before I go any further, I I was saying over the weekend how frustrated and fed up I am with the NFL and its complete disregard for its fans, for people who play fantasy sports and for people who bet, obviously the officiating has been God awful. And it Mm. it makes uh, a lot of people have suggested there's some shenanigans going on. And uh, I'll tell you right now, they're not getting another dollar from me. That's all I know. Now you you pay for your fantasy football. I pay money into the league. Yes. Yes. I'm in four leagues. They're a hundred, a hundred dollars a league. Ooh, ooh. So yeah. yeah. Uh oddly, you know, I don't know if you guys know this. Dalvin Cook finally got waived by the pathetic franchise that is known as the New York Jets, so he can join yeah. a contender. Again, right. I got a big issue with 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 that happening. The the Jets are gonna release Dalvin Cook to go sign with who? Maybe Baltimore. Let's make Baltimore a little bit of a better team going to the postseason. That that is utter nonsense. That Absolutely. said. Look, the, the the Ravens are the class of of this division. I I saw Rex Ryan or somebody or another did some bit this morning about why nobody can beat the Ravens. It's like, dude, what an idiot these people are! It's so I'm so like ESPN is the worst. Okay, it's the worst. Like garbage takes week after week, dude. Three weeks ago, nobody was talking about the Ravens. Nobody was talking about the Ravens. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. I, I, I gotta disagree. Lamar Jackson has one good game, and he's the like. Oh, please! Give I have to disagree on break. that. If you pay attention to the show, Hector I, was was proven to me right that the Ravens' defense was probably locked and is going to be a big threat. And all right, he I'm proved talking me wrong. About ESPN, you're talking about CMG Sports Central, where we don't talk out our asses. Oh, you're absolutely That's right. Thank you for telling me. Yes. We talk about things that make sense and we're consistent all season long. Mm-hmm. That's something ESPN <clears throat> fails at on a week to week basis. Okay. Mm. So, and that's probably why 92.9 no longer has ESPN. They actually switched to Fox. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, absolutely. Is, which is great. Which is your, your, your pick was thrown on about how, how smart he is. Uh, so everybody loves pick? that. Who's your uh, pick, I got Joe? the Browns winning over the Bengals, and uh, I think I think the Steelers win the game here against the Ravens and Woo-hoo! get into the playoffs. Wow, wow, not that they deserve it because they don't. Oh, yes. So, who you got there, Hector? I got the Ravens. And, and and largely because of the fact that I don't see John Harbaugh resting his players completely because you got to think that it's going to be another nearly three weeks without playing a game if they don't play this game before they play into the playoffs. So that's a long time for them to rest. And John is the type of coach that doesn't like to lose. So I think he'll limit his, his starters in this game and they'll get the job done just barely minimum to, to they don't care about the Steelers. Yeah. You know, they already got their what they got. They're what they got. Actually, so, but I to think be honest with you, go in there, it's, it's, I want to sleep on the Steelers. I think you will handle your business, eat, uh, no. beat them, and eliminate them, right? Because if they allow the Steelers to win 
and they mysteriously play them in the playoffs, that might bite them in the ass. So it's time to take care of business. You're I got right, the Ravens right. on this one. But All right, moving on. The Tennessee uh, Titans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, Hector. Who you got? I got Jacksonville. Uh, Tennessee can't won't be able to get anything right in this game. The only thing they could try to do in this game is throw the ball against that weak defense, but they can't even do that right. Tennessee mm. can't do anything right as of lately here, okay? They just lost to Houston twice in the last two, three weeks, okay? So, no, I'm sorry. They're, Jacksonville is, fi- is going to find a way of just winning this division with this game alone. All right, I got Jacksonville as well. Joe, who you got? Yeah, I think Tennessee upsets Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a team that I like a lot, but it seems like every time they need a win other than last season, uh, they don't ever get it done. So I have low expectations. I think the Titans pull this out. And just to complicate matters even more, I've been a big Houston fan all season. I love C.J. Stroud. He's been hurt. I think he's coming back for this game, I think. Well, he played uh, last week. So yeah, listen. Playing. That so all right. That said, I think the Colts win this football game. It's it makes no sense, but that's been the garbage we've seen in the NFL all season. So yeah, I got Colts and Titans winning this these two games. Uh, I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm going for you actually may. the Houston Texans on this one, and the reason why I got a feeling that the Colts will have the lead and have time, but the Texans are going to come back in the second half, stop that offense, and C.J. Stroud is going to show why he is the number one player in this last year's draft and the rookie of the year. Hector? You're right about those things, by the way. I like Houston. I think their defense is going to – is going to interrupt Minshew to a certain point here. Because if, if Minshew doesn't throw an interception, then it's going to be lights out. The Colts are going to win this game. He might but go I think that Pikachu the, on that the, 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 I know. But I think I think Houston's <laughs> going to do it. They're going to do the do things on defense to disrupt Minshew this time around. And mm-hmm. they're going to get things done and win this game. So give me Houston. Roberto Chavez says he has Houston <laughs> as well, man. I think he's looking at my playbook. All right. There's nothing really going on in nah. AFC West. <laughs> Because the Kansas City Chiefs already clinched. There's nothing really for them to play on. But uh, we'll move on on that. And the NFC East, a lot has to happen here. If Dallas wins, they're in. And if the Eagles want to win, they have to hope that Dallas loses. So that way they get the NFC East crown. I'm telling you right now on both these games, the Eagles will win. And the Cowboys will win. The Cowboys win the NFC East. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's nothing more to talk about there. They're playing two teams that are just straight garbage. One's but a if the Giants fire, win, the bro, I'm going to tell you dumps. right now, man, I'm going to blow my mind. I really will. I'm just saying. They, they're playing good football. Don't get me wrong, but. How? I don't understand. Down. I'm not following. <laughs> I don't so get listen, it. I, I, it, it seems to me that the Giants are doing everything they can to be competitive in football games without winning football games because, you know, you want to lock that number five overall pick in a, a, a win. You start to complicate matters and you don't want to do that. I do think the commanders are going to upset Dallas. Ooh, all right. That right. that I think is something that could happen for no good reason. Washington, no, you know, you're as, right. as Hector just said, is a dumpster fire. 
or were they the other thing, Hector? <clears throat> no, they're the dumpster fire. The Giants is just okay. a dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. Lid, I think all the trash just starts smelling. Yeah, listen, this NFL season to me has made zero sense. Things never seem to work out. There's like five or six upsets every week. I think Dallas is playing so well right now. It only makes sense that Washington would beat them. It makes sense also that if if the Eagles been vulnerable, I mean, there's something going on with the Eagles. I mean, they're lucky that they're playing the Giants. But even that, that might not be safe for them. Giants got close two weeks ago, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you, Brian Dable, if he's if he's still the genius I think he is, he's, he's, he's losing these games on purpose, and he's not making it seem super obvious, but he tends to tank his team and, 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 and put them in a good position to not win games. If you say so. I just don't see the well, – like, Hold on. Hold on. Not for nothing. We know NFL owners. Have been yeah. asking coaches to lose games. And because this is a white coach, he's not going to get double crossed and fired. So I think he understands that. Brian Dable's done a good enough job to keep him in games, but not win a lot of games. Right. And that's going to happen again. Okay. But All I right. do think Washington inexplicably upsets Dallas in a close game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on to the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. They still got something to play for. They want that number two seed uh, if it's beneficial for them. But uh, we got Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears and the Vikings and the Lions. So, Hector, who you got? I got the Green Bay Packers winning this game, and I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to take the upset. I think Minnesota is going to pull this game out over Detroit. Wow. I really do. As much as I like the Detroit Lions story, I like their story. I know they're the, the, they're the underdogs in the NFC playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. They're the teams that nobody's talking about. But the way Minnesota played them just a couple of weeks ago, dude, you can't tell me that. And then the way Detroit just floundered that game last week against Dallas. Okay, mm. I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, just kick the field goal and go to overtime. Stop with the analytics and stop ever this other stuff. Go to overtime and yet play after play after play. They want to go for the two-point conversion. Okay, analytics says go for it on fourth down. Detroit would have won that game. Down. I'm they sorry. They missed out on three points. Detroit exactly. should have won that game. I know they would Yes, yes, yes. And and that's, I why think that's why I think Minnesota, knowing that they got a shot, I got Minnesota winning this game. They got something to play for. They know they this got This is the it. reason why Detroit's going to win this game. Because if they learned their lesson, okay, if they learned their lesson, Green Bay Packers before, Minnesota was in first place. Y'all remember a couple of years back, Minnesota was running that, uh, that division one year. They had to beat the Packers. The Packers beat them in the regular season, week 17. And Packers clinched to go to the playoffs, played Minnesota again, and Packers beat them and eliminated them, okay? That cannot happen, and you can't trust Detroit. Detroit has to win this Sunday. I got Detroit, and I got Green Bay icing the Chicago Bears, okay? Stopping their win streak, Green Bay, Detroit, book it. Joe? We want fields. We want 
Fields. You saw the people at Soldier Field. They know who they want. This dude is literally playing for his life. Justin Fields upsets Green Bay, and then later on, after taking a nice lead, the Lions blow it in the second half. Minnesota wins that football game. They make the playoffs. I'm telling you, watch it. Book it. That's what's going down. Oh, man, I kind of love this. All right. Now let's go, and please do not fall asleep. Please don't. Uh, the NFC South, which nobody wants to win. <laughs> the Saints versus the Falcons, the Bucks versus the Panthers, and the Panthers did Chicago Bears a favor, locking in the number one rank, uh, number one for the uh, draft, uh, yeah, NFL draft. So with that, um, Hector, who are you? Two, your two finalists there. Who wins this division? I think you know one of them already because I'm not going to back down. I'm going for the Saints <laughs> to beat the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got to stay true here, okay? I'm oh. not going to go back and renege on this one, okay? I'm going to stay true to the Saints. But All I don't right. think they're going to win the division. I think Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is going to wipe the floor. Baker Mayfield is going to do what he wants to do against that Carolina defense and win that division. But just for bragging rights, Saints beat the Falcons just to shove it in your face. So you're picking the Carolina Panthers, what you said. No, no, I'm taking Tampa Bay. No, no, you pick. But I want Saints to win just to throw it in your face. Do not, do not back down. You wanted the Saints to win that division. And the only way they could win it is for Tampa Bay to lose. And the Saints win. Stick but with it ain't your gonna happen. Stick with your gun. Oh, don't never say never. You, Joe just explained oh, oh, okay. that every so, week okay. there's like six or seven games or a bunch of upsets, and yet you don't think Carolina so, could be Joe, the Bucs? Look, okay. No, hold on. Okay, then, Joe. I'm going to tell you this right now, then, Joe. Then I guess if I go for the Panthers, then Ovi got to go for the Panthers because he <laughs> needs the Falcons to win to win that division. I'm so, down with that. Let's me do and this. Ovi are both – we're both picking the Panthers. I'm going to win this one because at the beginning okay. I said Atlanta was going to win the same. division. It's going to happen. Fine. Then I, Listen, got the, I, I got the Panthers Upper and I got Smith the Saints. needs to win and make the playoffs while he's out. <laughs> the Falcons <laughs> will beat the Saints. They both finish 8-9. and nine, And these idiot bucks with Baker Mayfield <laughs> – and, and, a, and a team in turmoil, by the way. You saw their, their owner tossing a beer on some Jaguars fans. <laughs> yeah. It, you talk about Good dumpster night. fire. That looks like a disaster right now in Carolina. And yet, they're going to make sure Tampa Bay also finishes in a three-way tie at eight and nine. And in that scenario, who wins the division? The Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons take yes. it. Yes. Yes. Watch it. That's what's going down. <laughs> that for no happens, reason, Hector. No no. reason for any of these things to happen. But, but that's what I tell in 2023, 2024. As long as Ovi agrees that we're both going for the Panthers, that's all that matters. I, yeah, gonna... yeah, I agree. That said it already. I agree. Uh, Chavez says the Saints and the Bucks are going to win. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Come on, Roberto, man. St. Atlanta, man. Come on. All right, Cardinals versus the Seahawks. That's an important game. The Seahawks need to win this game to make it to the playoffs. Cardinals are out. Uh, Seahawks unanimously is going to win. 
Yeah, Seahawks going to win this game. They're going in. Joe? Yeah, I don't. I don't even. All right. There's not much to talk about on that one. Hold on. Hold on. By the way, Sean McVay has promised he will return next season to the Rams. We didn't even get there yet. Which means (laughs) he's not coming back to the Rams next year. Nailed it. Yeah. Am I right? That guy's one of the biggest liars on the planet. If that guy says he promises, you can bet your ass it ain't happening. Well, you know what's not happening is this game with the Patriots and the Jets, okay? Because, man, this is a toss-up. I don't know. This is in New England, all right? This probably be the last game for Bill Belichick, probably. I don't know. But um, I'm taking the Jets to beat the Patriots. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets to beat the Patriots. You took the Patriots. I know the Patriots beat them earlier this year. Huh? I don't see Jets. a scenario where Bill Belichick loses his final games to of all franchises, the New York Jets. It, dude, this guy, believe me, this is like this is like another Super Bowl championship to Bill Belichick. He's not losing this game to the Jets. I'm not telling gonna, you, he's gonna spy on them. To make You'll sure see Bailey Zappi. You'll see Mac mm-hmm. Jones. Maybe, maybe, maybe they can he get Tom Brady Tom to play Brady. the second half. Or see, yeah, did I'm you know Tom you. Brady got got a contract for one more game? Imagine. <laughs> I think the Patriots pull this off because the Jets. Let's face it, garbage. They're both garbage, though. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, but the 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 Jets have a fifty year history of garbage. The Patriots. This is a. This is the only reason why I picked the Jets is because the Patriots only come out in the third quarter, right? And then after and the that, Jets you don't. You don't hear in the no first more. half, so that shouldn't be a big yeah. deficit to yeah. overcome. All right, now we're talking about the Rams versus the 49ers. Okay, 49ers might be resting their people. I think they play half the game. Uh, both of these, both these teams have nothing to play for. Honestly, they're both locked into the playoffs. There's nothing going to change that. 49ers are have the number one seed, and the Rams are just there. This is just practice. Yeah, but the Rams wanted to stay at that sixth seed and not drop to the number seven seed because now you're talking about positioning whether you're going to play the Lions mm-hmm. in the first round or possibly the Cowboys in the first round, and where so, do you really want to travel to? McCaffrey's not playing this game. So I'm I originally had the 49ers. I'm switching it to the Rams. And see, I'm going for the Rams. I because I think too, just like what like I said earlier about the, the Ravens, the 49ers too are not gonna sit everybody. They're gonna limit their, their star players, but they're gonna still get some timing. But I don't think that's gonna be enough for the for them to take down the Rams. I think the Rams still I got a lot to play for. I think they this, their positioning in the seating is going to be they very look important suspect. to them on where they travel to. Mm-hmm. They look so, suspect against the I Giants. I got the Rams winning this game. You know, Stafford got to oh, prove they himself did. that the he Giants did. turn over the ball. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Giants mm-hmm. should have beaten them. You know, I mean, but, you know, I think the Rams are going to come out and win this game against the 49ers. All right. The Raiders versus the Broncos. Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. Who you got, Rams or 49ers? I, I, I think the Rams win this football game. Um, 
uh, Sean McVay seems to have their number. And I, I think without McCaffrey in this game, I think, you know, uh, uh, you probably won't see much, uh, uh, Dave Samuel. Uh, I, I, I think, I think San Francisco's definitely going to take it easy in this game. Uh, and I, and I think Sean McVay desperately wants to get a win not that he needs it again, but right. he seems to have their number, uh, again, I want to hear everyone freak out. Wow, the 49ers. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's the best team in the NFC. People are so delusional. A couple weeks ago, it was Philly was great, and then they weren't. And then Dallas was great, and then they weren't. It's like, come on, get real. The 49ers are the best team in the conference. And if they lose to the Rams, they're still going to probably represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So it'll be fun to have a couple of days of Colin Cowherd and all the talking heads like, You'll say, are you okay, Joe? No, I'm not. I'm pissed off. I'm in a terrible mood about a lot you of want, things. You want too juicy? There's an IPA drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you need a Snickers. I probably do. Yeah, I am hungry. Raiders versus dinner. the Broncos. Um, what you got? What you got? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's wrap this up. Raiders and the Broncos. The Raiders beat the Broncos earlier this year. They'll beat them again. They take the sweep. Give me the Raiders. I got the Raiders, Joe. I think Antonio Pierce locks the job down. I think they they I think not only do they beat the Broncos and make them look stupid for benching Russell Wilson, I think the Raiders really take it to them. I think they win the game by a couple touchdowns. All right. We already talked about this game already. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the LA Chargers. I got the Chiefs. The Chargers care. couldn't even beat the the char the Chargers could not beat the Georgia Bulldogs on their on their best day. So give me the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Team Swift all the way here. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And finally, listen, hmm. this is going to be on the website. Uh, is the ESPN Pigskin Bracket Challenge? This is the first time we're hosting it. So by all means, please go ahead and join in. And uh, we will give you all that information, the website and everything once we sign out of here and put it in our description. But go to our website, cmgsportscentral.com, the ESPN Pigskin Bracket Challenge. The title is called All Four Downs NFL Challenge. Once week 18 is over, all the brackets will be displayed and you have a chance to do two sheets. What is your score? All right. Who is going all the way to the Super Bowl? who is winning the Super Bowl. All that from the wild card, division, conference, Super Bowl, you name it. Join. The more the merrier. It is called the ESPN Pigskin Bracket Challenge, all four downs, NFL Challenge. And we're now to our fourth down. And finally, like The Rock says, finally, Joe's come back to the final whistle. Thank you, gentlemen. Florida State has been full of excuses and complaints. 13-0 conference champions. Boo-hoo. Coach Devell didn't do much to get roughly 30 players to participate in the Orange Bowl. Not that it would have mattered. Georgia would have beaten the daylights out of a full-strength Seminole team. And by the way, Georgia wasn't at full strength either. The Bulldogs 
We're the best team in the country over the past three years. That's the team that has the actual gripe about being left home. And Florida State didn't just get beat. They got obliterated. They were absolutely humiliated. If I was the judge in their lawsuit against the ACC, I would throw the case out. FSU suddenly finds itself in limbo, by the way. No other conferences are asking the Seminoles to join them. And after that ass-kicking that they just took on national TV, why would anybody want the Seminoles? Back to Georgia, who went about their normal routine business. Kirby Smart didn't even give his guys the option of not playing. But see, Georgia wanted to prove to everyone how good they were. Carson Beck didn't need to risk his health. Six or seven first-rounders on that defense didn't need to risk it. Georgia has nothing to prove, but they did anyway. To me, that's the number two team in the country, no matter what happens in the championship game. Meanwhile, Florida State had an opportunity to show the world how good they were against an elite opponent. You couldn't have asked for a better team to play. And they showed you what Seminole football is all about. Selfishness. So stop your pissing and whining. You got exposed. No more excuses. Thank you for joining us for Ovo Muniz and Hector Vasquez. I'm Joe Aguirre. We'll catch you next week for all four downs.